Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, the one and only leader of all things luxury and the soft girl society, the one and only Sinet Nicole, and you're tapped in, tuned in, and turned on to the flyest podcast around. Sinet Nicole approved the podcast, that is, and today I have a very, very, very special guest, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world came to join us today on Sinet Nicole Approved to give us her lens on the idea of fashion and luxury and the nostalgia that is um, in our current, you know, state of fashion, just embracing the 80s and 90s fashion because there's nothing new under the sun. She is a Harlem legend in her own right. And she is also my aunt, bestie, and mama bear. So um, I just want to introduce the world to the world to my aunt, LaShawn. Say hi to the world, auntie. Hello, world. <laughs> what a bright, beautiful world it is, and I'm happy to be a part of it. This is her first podcast ever, um, but I told her she was made for this. She's like perfect, the perfect, perfect person to discuss fashion, luxury, all things, everything. She's definitely have has been one of my fashion inspirations, absolutely for sure. Um, the first fur coat I ever wore in the house was hers. The first pair of heels... I ever walked around in probably at age two was probably hers as well um and so I definitely just wanted to have her on um to chop it up so tell us a little bit about yourself and your origin story any fun facts you wanted to tell us about yourself we know you're born and raised in Harlem anything else you want the world to know um at a very young age I also was enthralled with fashion and truth be told it did come from my parent, my mom, yes. my aunts, yes. definitely looking at them. But I'm not going to lie that watching the soap operas yes. had a lot to do with uh, a little bit of the styling and then Dynasty. I'm giving yes. my age away, <laughs> but uh, things like that. But then I, around when I, was in, when I was in high school, I read a book called When Harlem Was in Vogue. Okay. And, and the cover just magnetized me because the cover was the 1920s, 1920s era. Uh, the man and woman on the cover are wearing full-length fur, fur coats. It just looks so fabulous. Mm -hmm. So um, that book is by David Levering Lewis, if anyone's yes, interested. Yes, I have it. It's, it's an amazing book. And it loves. just, you know, the, it had the great photos in it of the old styles. And this is like back in the 1920s. I'm saying, you know what? We always, you know, Harlem was always involved, and we all, we as we always had it going on always. as far as fashion. So, yeah, I just kept on with that fashion thread. I always had a a liking or an affinity towards not always what was popular or trendy, but more so what looked rich, right, and sustainable. In other words, something a piece that I can purchase, and year after year, it will still be in style and look good. And, uh, yeah, not necessarily have a label or a name across it, but those in the know know what it knew what it was. Right. If you know, you know, you know, <laughs> and if you don't, yeah. you need not apply. And so I definitely feel like I am a lot like that too. Like I like what, I like what not only feels good, I'm very big on texture, but I love the luxuriation of the look and not so much as the brand. Right. And Correct. I'm not really big on overt labels and I really do think that my favorite pieces are the luxury pieces that only the girls who get it get it know what it is as opposed to a big old gucci print across mm -hmm. my chest or what have you no shade to those who like that that's just not our judge and you know everyone has their own lens on fashion but i definitely wanted to get your take on a few things that are happening now and you know how it 
compares or relates to your experiences, you know, in your your era and how fashion was back then. Now, just for some clarity, you know, my aunt. If you ever seen the movie Paid in Full, <laughs> my that's my aunt's era. To me, that was that going into the '90s and then early 2000s were the flyest times to me as it relates to visual representation especially for people of color especially for black people especially for people in you know new york and i think that a lot of other states took their cues from us if i you know if i may say so for for you what do you feel personally was the best era of fashion like what decade do you feel was the best like since you've been alive and why well, since I've been alive, it's hard to it's hard to say. I think it's we're still evolving. It's still more to more to see. So I can't really make that judgment right off the top. But if like when I uh, have a time when I wasn't alive, from which I I draw I'm drawn to the fashions of that time. And again, that would be the 1920s, like Harlem Renaissance ro- the time, the Roaring Twenties, Harlem Renaissance, yeah. the stomping out to Savoy. Oh yes, that, that time, cotton you know, club. The, the flappers and the, yes. the cotton club and yes. the, that era for sure right off favorite? the bat and then also around the 1940s that style where it's everything is no if you, but you have to go into you have to go to a shop and get fitted for your clothes okay it was no off the rack Atelier at the time vibes. everything was mm-hmm. everything was fitted for you mm-hmm. even your down to your gloves custom custom, custom. And, and it looked and the fabrics with mm-hmm. the great beautiful fabrics Ooh. and colors and Le- everything. Which I, fabric that, is everything? That Ooh. thing, and you could tell because you could even sell, those people probably wore them things to the to it f- fell off, and it probably took them years to, for those okay. things to run out. Um, so yes, stuff like think that that is what I like. Again, I think that's what makes me go back to my personal style, which is um, you know, classic chic, like just classic that's would... chic. That's that's where I think I get my style from. Just things that have longevity that look great. You know, you could just wear the one piece and timeless. the one piece is timeless That's classic. How I see you. Timeless. timeless classic pieces. And I think those two things emerge is where I get that from. Mm-hmm. Because that you know, when I going to style for nighttime, I'm thinking about the nineteen twenties and that glamour. Mm-hmm. And then for my everyday look, it's like the nineteen forties where everything's custom made mm-hmm. and fit it properly, the, mm-hmm. the pants are flowy and nice. Mm-hmm. That's you know, those two things combined I think is what influenced my fashion t- today. Um, I did also work, as you know, uh, as a buyer for a few retail stores. Um, so that also, and knowing what things cost and how much uh, it costs to make garments and how much they uh, retail it for. Right. So, you know, then that brought my, to a whole not. I think that also helped influence it too. Because right. now I want the best fabrics, the best material, because I'm very much into suede and leathers you know, too. too yeah. um, I just love that texture I and that look. I get that so from I'm you very much into that, but I want to make sure I get the best fabrics for the least amount I could pay for it. Not like saying I want to buy cheap stuff, right. but I want to, I want to get, I want to be able to, that's the what, most bang for your buck. The most but, bang for my buck. And mm-hmm. I know now I know how to do that right. because of, since I was a buyer. So right. I, I know how to do that. And that, it, it brings it all together. Yeah. And that, you know, with, and with that, I don't mind buying a few, mm-hmm. um, trendy pieces, but not right. like it won't, I will never do a trendy head to toe. Right. No. It's not who you are. No. Um, that's not, that's not your style story, no. so to speak. It's not my wheelhouse right. at all. At all. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do, I can appreciate, I always say like, but I like people who can do it. I right. love, like you can do it. Like you have uh, that Technicolor coat. I've been, so <laughs> I, 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 you can do it. You can do it. I've seen you do it. Yeah. And I say, that's, that's the only scenario. And I look, I, I you come and I say, let me see what, what she's got on today. <laughs> 
because that thing is uh that second yeah. color coat is my favorite you have of um, the spring a great eclectic style that i really do enjoy what looking at thank you seeing. i think mm -hmm. that's how i would describe my style eclectic and mm -hmm. i always tell myself i'm a style chameleon i for adapt sure. to whatever the energy and the environment mm -hmm. calls for for me mm -hmm. personally um, I love the fact that you've had such an, um, a myriad of experiences, both personal, just being on the scene, being fabulous and fly, and also in the buying space. You know, she's also a corporate baddie. She used to work for Merrill Lynch for mm -hmm. many years. So she also has, um, you know, the know-how and the savoir-faire as it relates to how to slay corporate. I feel like people assume when you work in a corporate space that you have to be boring. Mm -mm. And there's nothing boring about anything my aunt has ever worn in the corporate <laughs> space or any other space for that matter. So there's ways that you can, mm -hmm. you know, still show that you have style and flair even in those spaces. Absolutely. Because when in I church got, too, when you'd I, be when slaying. I, when I got there, corporate America, I was there for many years. At that time, yeah, I knew how to um, ball, ball on a budget or whatever, right, or even right. not even ball on a budget, but being smart about it, right. spending my money wisely. But then when I worked there, I didn't have to. So I really, <laughs> I really, I really went off. I really went off. You went off full length mates. Yeah. Okay. I went off, but I still was, I, but I still, you know, I could go in store and buy. I still would go to, um, sales. Like, uh, when that, when the designer had trunk sales and yes. things like that, I would go there because you also, you, Sample get, to, sales you also can't. get to see, uh, pieces, unique pieces that are not in all the stores too. Right. But that's my, I like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was, I really, I really went berserk then. Right. But, um. Living La Vida Loca. And it, it didn't help that I was like younger without kids back then too. Cause I was living La Vida Loca right with you. Right with you. Yeah. But I, but I told you some <laughs> like, lessons. get it. Get it. Just you, get you only it. live once. You only live once. Life is not a dress rehearsal. Life is get not it. a dress rehearsal, boo-boo. But it's I do today or, or never. I definitely <laughs> live by that. Right. So I appreciate that perspective. And I think that I, I always say like, as it relates to like my, when people see me in my visual presentation and people say, oh, you're, you know, like you say, I'm eclectic and all of the things, I think I, like, I call myself all, Miss All the Things All-Encompassing because the women in my life all had a very strong, astute, unique visual appearance. And I think I took pieces, like, you and my mom are my, main, my two main, I would say, like, first point of reference as it relates to my love of fashion, right? Because mm -hmm. I used to play in you guys' clothes. And you guys have two totally different styles. And then there's Aunt Nikki. She has her own style as well. And then mm -hmm. obviously you have the matriarch, which is, you know, my my grandma, my abuela. May she and my mom rest in peace. And so I think that I took a piece of all of you. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why I love mm -hmm. gold so much, yellow gold specifically, be is because of my, my grandma, my abuela. Mm -hmm. It's definitely that. The turbans that I created, the mm -hmm. whole turban line I curated was literally from seat. For, mm -hmm. from my grandmother the fact that I love um, fur I think is is a combination of you and my mom the fact mm -hmm. that I love skins is a combination of you and my mom because y'all really the leathers the suede that's y'all's <laughs> judge the fact that I love nudes is my mother for sure because yes. she was earth toned yes. you know what I'm saying yes. so I think I took a piece a little piece of everything from from everyone and kind of just became and, mm -hmm. and curated my own mm -hmm. you know fashion style story and lens on things but definitely you guys were my first point of reference and like there's no one flyer like I look at y'all pictures and I'm like do y'all even understand <laughs> the fact that like y'all were trendsetters like y'all I don't think that y'all even realize that a lot of what y'all have done is now being done and right. mimicked like mm -hmm. it's crazy just the other day um our cousin um Rachel she had posted a picture on Instagram of her mom in like a Yankee a Yankee um jacket like a baseball jacket mm -hmm. with a cap and she had like a swoop a red lip and like the whole judge it was just so fly but effortless and i was like oh my god look at your mom like that's so that's so fly but now the whole athleisure athletic mm -hmm. like 
um, tomboy s thing is like emerging again, right, and right. I'm like, that's exactly. Yep. They probably look at like you know mm-hmm. pictures of their family members or whatever, and just reinvent. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like I tell Bella, nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun, as my mother would mm-hmm. say. So everything she's asking for are just things that I used to wear. She'll mm-hmm. ask me like, "Oh, you have any Y2K clothes, mom? Because I want to wear some <laughs> low rise jeans. I want you know the chunky belts and all those all the things right. are coming back." And so I think it's just, you know, the, like you said, there's no re- real reinventing the wheel. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just, it all comes full circle. It all comes back around. I just think that mm-hmm. each generation kind of gives it its own sauce, its own flavor. Mm-hmm. But just like I said, just the fact that you guys were just doing it so effortlessly. You know, everybody doesn't have a Nate style. That's a gift. That's a treasure to behold. And so mm-hmm. I'm thankful that y'all had it because now I have it. <laughs> it's hereditary. So I'm so thankful that I come from a very stylish family. Like even the least stylish person in our family is is a 10 in comparison to the rest of the world in real life. <laughs> no shade to everybody else, but I'm just, I'm just speaking my truth. This is my truth the way I see it. Even the person that's not even, you know, we, we have family members that don't care about fashion. They just don't care. That's not their judge. Mm-hmm. But even they know. It's oh, just no. a standard. It's a certain level. It's a standard in a family. It's yep. just the way it is. And, and I think that also, could, I think you mentioned it earlier too before, but well, we definitely do have this up the, the style. I do know that. But yeah. also I think the church part has a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had to get dressed. Right, right. For church. And yeah. It was like a certain standard. You couldn't, right. it was, no, your outfit have to, had to be grandma approved. So <laughs> I think that is also where even when you say a person's not really into fashion, for that day, for Sunday, right. they're going to have to get on. Well, for whatever the occasion, family they're occasion They're going to have to get right. on their best yeah. at least for that Sunday. Step it up just for Step the day. Up. So they they had it. Yeah, and I think that that also it also has a lot to do with the fact that our family is such a mixed batch as it relates to cultural and origin, right? Like we mm-hmm. have Jewish family members, we have you know Afro Caribbean family members, mm-hmm. we have families you know family from the south, we have family from everywhere. So I think that that also plays into like your visual representation mm-hmm. as well, you know, and what you know it to be or what you want it to be based on what you've seen from you know the multitude of family members that we have. We're, a very mixed bunch, <laughs> mm-hmm. but a, yes. pr- a proudly blended, mixed, amazing bunch. What do you think, can you tell me a little bit about the 80s and 90s as it relates to fashion and just the energy? Because you tell me stories, you don't have to tell like no crazy stories, but like whatever you <laughs> want to tell us. What are your, because this is my, let me tell you my lens and then you tell me, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So my lens growing up as a little mm-hmm. girl underneath you and my other aunt, my mom, um, my lens is like watching y'all get ready and like taking notes, you know, like y'all doing your makeup, you're doing your hair, like everything was always done, hair done, t- nails done, toes done, everything. Like my mother told me from young, you it doesn't have to be summer for you to get your, your toes done. Your toes should be done year round, not for anybody else, but just because it's proper womanly feminine maintenance, right? So mm-hmm. I always remember like everybody's always in the nail salon, everybody's always in the hair salon. I think that's why I'm obsessed with, like, self-care and beauty regimens because of y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm in, I'm under the dry at age four with y'all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that was like a staple. Every two weeks, everybody's just proper, just feminine, just self-care and luxuriating your life through self-care practices, not for a man or not for the outside appearances, but simply because you, you, you're showing yourself the self-love that you deserve, mm-hmm. right? That's how I interpret it. That mm-hmm. was my lens, and yes. that's why I'm, for that's sure. why I have a, a nail collection out right now because I'm, such a nail connoisseur. I don't do nails, but I love the idea of just having 
my nails done, having my toes done, mm-hmm. having, you know, supple, soft skin. You know, I'm a, a product whore, as you call me, because <laughs> I got a million and one products. And one day I'm going to monetize that and have paid partnerships for all these products. But the point is, I, I got that from y'all. As you should. I got that from y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched you guys, and I'm, you know, I'm always with you guys. Like, just like I said, the furs, the Sherlins, like... All of that yeah, is I'm just, a yeah, like that is my, you see my slippers and everybody's like, I was um, at church on Sunday with my <laughs> friends at my, um, friends christening and, um, a few nights before we were together and I left first slides at the bar and she calls me like, these are your first slides, right? Like it couldn't have been anybody else's <laughs> slides because Sinet, it's mm-hmm. only she will bring first slides to the bar, you know, mm-hmm. for her heels. And so I feel like that is you guys' fault for sure. Like, for sure. I know. For sure. So that's I'm, my lens of how I saw um, the 80s. Obviously, I don't remember because I was just born in the 80s. But, like, the 90s, I remember, like, you guys getting ready to go out and just throwing it on. And even just not for the club or an outing, but just on an every day it was fly. Like, every day it was, you know, being presentable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not doing so much, but just effortlessly presentable and luxuriation. All things fly. Fabulous. And just top tier all the time. Like, that's what I remember. I remember mm-hmm. heels. I remember nails were always done. Hair was always combed, pressed, whatever the, the judge was. There was a lot of fur. There was a lot of Sherlins. There was a lot of leathers. There was a lot of suede. There mm-hmm. was a lot of pops of color. Um, it was just all the things. Yes. Like, this is what I remember. This mm-hmm. is my lens on visual presentation from my childhood. And then I always remember, like, just you guys also, I think the reason why a lot of people see me as like bourgeois or like, you know, just like high maintenance, which I wear those labels with pride, um, is because I also saw how men treated you guys with the utmost respect and that you never tolerated anything less than that. And if anyone ever got out of pocket, you reasserted the boundaries immediately. So that's why I always say I'm the ultimate soft girl because of you guys, because you guys were hyper-feminine and you stood proudly in your femininity and you, you were proud of that. But I'm also a no-limit soldier because of you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm both. I'm the perfect combination mm-hmm. of all the things I need to be. Mm-hmm. So I saw a lot of that. And I guess when I came up and I got my come up into my time, I'm like, I'm going to just mimic, you know, I'm going to just, <laughs> you know, do do what they're doing and kind of throw my own sauce on it. Yes. And, and, and it worked, and, and, you know. And so our mission, here was, I am. our mission was complete. Yes. Because of <laughs> beautiful package. Yes, thank a you. A beautiful production. Right. Produced <laughs> by you, mommy, aunties, and grandma. But um, what was your lens on, like, the 80s and 90s? Did you see it as, like, the movie that I saw it as? or? Oh, because because I was actually living it, I right. didn't see it, it like the movie. And, but I can in reflection, it was the movie. But I could just tell tell like uh, a few certain uh, things that I vividly remember. Because of course, you know, in high school, although I was I was already Louis Gucci down, <laughs> down. So um, I I always have this um, when I think about the eighties, I always have this uh, memory. Of me and my friends, we're hanging out. We had our East Saint Laurent glasses okay, on. Okay, don't play with her. With the, with the, you know, the 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 ones with the splashes on it. I don't know what they call. They're marble, I guess yeah, they call. Yeah, marble. Yeah. And um, I had brown. My friend had blue. My other friend had black. Like we would the colors. Me, but yeah. let me set the scene for y'all. We're 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 um from the streets of Harlem, but we're not of the streets. As you could see, she went to private school. She had Gucci, Fendi, Louis, down to the socks. She had Yves Saint Laurent in high school, okay? I'm just setting the scene for y'all, like, because I think that people who don't live here or not from here, they have this really distorted view of, like, 
the inner city, New York, Harlem. No, it's not. It's very, it's, it's a lot more luxurious than you think, especially in Harlem. So go on. So y'all mm-hmm. had the Yves Saint Laurent match. So I always think, I always have, when I think about it, and, and I have this vision, I still have this vision. We were all looking cute. It was a nice summer afternoon. <laughs> I had on my peach, my peach suede. A uh, little, peach little suede. Peach suede, girl. A peach suede one, one, one ju- jumper, mm. and with with the shorts. It was springtime, so mm-hmm. it was short, and I had a, a belt, like I had my Louis Vuitton belt on it, and my Louis Vuitton flip flops, my Louis bag. I mean, and my hair was dyed burgundy, girl. Burgundy was a thing Bur- in like the it was 80s. The, it was right? a I thing. See that a it lot was in a thing. My hair was, and with the peach, girl. <laughs> I had the peach with the burgundy hair. I was hoping I didn't get that burgundy hair on my my peach, you know, make <laughs> the, di- the dye, you know. But um, yes, girl, and I have my I have my my burgundy hair, my you know my Farrah my Farrah don't force it hairstyle. Okay. <laughs> Try to get your hair like Farrah don't force it. Yeah. But it was looking cute. Mm-hmm. And my bamboo earrings. At least two pairs. I only had the one, but it was good <laughs> enough. I only had the one, but it was good. They were mm-hmm. good size. And um, I just I never forget that day. Every time I think we was we was walking down the street, boy, we was getting a lot of action. Mm-hmm. My girls, my two girls with me, they was looking great too. So it was it was nice. I always think of that for some reason. That was like a staple I always, moment. I was in like a, I was a t- yeah. I was always think I always thought about that because I was like one of my favorite outfits. I always remember that day. Sun was shining. It was nice. It was the afternoon. We were walking like three the hard way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was fun. Now that was the eighties. Now my my memories of the 90s is definitely was a North Beach leather affair. North Beach leather? North Beach leather. I had North Beach leather outfits and and in in turquoise, in light blue, in raspberry, and it was just that a thing. That must be like what Vansons were to my era maybe. Uh, well, Vansons I was, or Coogees were to my I was to getting that like we once we, we, I was going to Las Vegas at the time and we would just that we go to the mall and that was one of the places we would always go and get some get some outfits outfits North just, Beach just a leather. casual day in vegas just because <laughs> we want to see some uh boxing fights yes yeah so when you think about when you think about north beach leather i think about the pumps my pumps fly pumps to match everything my hair did up what was nice, your favorite style nice of hair buns. for the for the 90s well i had a couple of well my favorite style i have to say is i was wearing it up a lot like in, in a, like a chagon mm-hmm. and um like a maybe a, a, a like a roll a, like that a, roll a, French a roll, roll in the back mm-hmm. and like maybe some type of uh, either a bang or, or a flip to the side mm-hmm. on the side with some with some that, let me tell you some <laughs> clips in there dumb rolls was everything <laughs> dumb ro- my, mommy was, did a roll for me in the first it was, grade I, had that was ro- I got that roll with the soup in the front i got the rolls remember the beads with the hair out on the side a little bit you yes, know it was like bouffant Fringing like the hair fr- uh, frame in the frame in the face and yes. the roll in the back, all the way in the back. That and, you was have, 90s. And, then you, and then you have to get the you have to get the um the clips. What do you call those? The, the combs you put in there yeah, with the comb. My, my combs had um like flowers on it. I was like, gonna say, do you remember decorations, when they used to have the combs. pins that you put that look like pearls? Because yes. mommy used to put those in my hair when I used to do the braids. That yes. was like very nineties. And the that's pearls out pins. again. Yeah, I love I those. Because Bella asked me for that comb. I used to get the my other day. twist and get those b- pearls put in my yes, hair. Yes, yes. But this at the, the nineties, it was the it was the chagong, the the, the 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 roll with the hair out in the front or the side or framing to, mm-hmm. something framing the face, cute mm-hmm. and soft. Yes, cute and nice. Even though very that, feminine, even soft though, girl era. Yeah, put the 90s. hair pulled up, mm-hmm. flowy, very <laughs> like 
you know, I y'all, don't know who. Y'all can't see this. This is not a visual episode. But, but it's, <laughs> you got to see this. I'm going to have you back on. We do a visual episode with all the lights, camera, action. Okay. So you guys can see her animation. But yes, I totally, I love that. I still love a French, I might do a French roll one day. Just take it back, right? Take, Why not? It's, just, it's coming just, back in style. It actually, it actually is roll. back in style right now. Yes. Or, so Like the, the hair plastered and the rolls, they, they're, it's back. So what would you say, like, because, okay, when people tell me stories, like, you know, my dad, rest in peace to daddy as well, he used to tell me stories about the 80s, and my mom used to tell me stories about the 80s, and mm-hmm. you've told me, whatever, and Rooftop 88, and, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of these places that y'all used to go, the shadow, the tunnel, this, this, that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that, what are your most significant, um, what are the most significant locations that speak to your childhood, your um, adolescence and your young adulthood, like that, that to me w- gave you the essence of just all time top tier fabulosity. Oh, I, it was so many places. It was so many places, and, and a lot of them weren't even here. I mean, it was in. The, it could be here in New York, but we would it, at any moment. Okay, so people, what? Are, so let's be, say if, the top five places for your era of growing up. What were the top five most fabulous places to be seen? Oh well, for me, I I, won't, I can't label it. In my like one place because me I was traveling a lot also I was not always just here in the city. Right. Well, I was, give me five places in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The Bahamas. <laughs> we would go to the Bahamas a lot, and it's not like top tier, but at our age that was fun to go. Yeah. The Bahamas, Aruba, Jamaica. We were all over the place, and then um, we, you know, you mentioned some of the clubs. We used to be at Bentley's Live Saturday night. Bentley's, <laughs> Bentley's was my, we to, Bentley's was my place. I um, always wanted Bentley to like was like my up. was like my cheers, but we also went to Silver Shadow, Red Parrot, the Garage, all different Terra Nova, Red Parrot, all, I heard of Demararas, all over the place, every place. I I feel like I always wanted to grow because, like I said, watching y'all get ready to go out, mm-hmm. I always wanted to go, to grow up and like go to the Shadow, and then by the time <laughs> I got older, the Shadow was done, <laughs> um, the tunnel was done. But I used to hear like mad, even to this day, like a lot of rappers and stuff get on the radio and talk about like. The times in the tunnel before social media before yeah the tunnel wasn't like good I good didn't go, to go. The, I didn't yeah. go to the tunnel I did not go to the tunnel I hear I hear all types of stuff what is your what was your favorite club in New York City in the nineties Bentley's 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 Live Saturday like that night that was like the most fabulous well I wouldn't say I like because it was fabulous I liked it because it had good music at one point I, you know I've been going there since I was fifteen I wasn't supposed to be going there. But I've been going this since I was 15. At the time I was 17, I didn't even have to wait online anymore. They knew me. So I just go there, pop bottles, and and leave and do it again next week. It's like me and my dad. When my dad used to take me for the weekend, we used to be in the club, and my mom didn't know. And then one one time, I think that's why, like I said, once I I had Bella at 25, I didn't feel a way about missing out because at 15 I was in the club with my dad. Mm -hmm. But one time my dad had like an album release event at the club and my mom found out that I was going and she showed up. She looks really nice. <laughs> of course, because she's like, you know, she got to pop out. She's going to pop out. But, you know, big stuff up. But she tapped me on my shoulder. I'm like, on the dance floor. I'm literally like 15. Oh, on the dance floor, like, and she tapped me on my shoulder like, oh, I thought you was uptown doing your homework. I was like, daddy said I had to come. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to come. And I pointed her right in his direction. Right. He took me. Or whatever, but she ended up staying. We all had a good time. It was like a very odd night. Like that was the I think the only probably the only time that me, my mother, and my father were in a club together. <laughs> but it was a good night. Everybody oh, was there. Nice. But um, where was the place? 
I don't remember. It was somewhere downtown. I don't know. This was early 2000s, like mm-hmm. 2000, yeah, 2000 or 2001 because I was like fifth, like the 10th grade. So, yeah, 2000, 2001. But, um, yeah, she came and was like, I was like, I'm in trouble? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he's in trouble because he's the adult here. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Say, no, dad, I'm not going with you to a club? Right. Of course I want to go. Right. Like, what do you mean? But, yeah, so you say Bentley's by 17, you was already yeah, I mean, in there, like, somewhere. Yeah, I this place called Chaz and Wilson on, in the upper 70s, I believe it was, for brunch. We used to go to Mr. Chow's for, uh, in the 50s, in the, uh, like, you know, the 50s downtown. And um, where else did we used They done ran Mr. Chow's into the ground over here, child. I don't even care to go no more because... My, my my generation has ran it. Like, you know how it just becomes overkill? Like, mm-hmm. and when everyone's doing something, then I don't want to do it anymore. Because right. I know you're like that, too. Right. Like, that's my judge. Yeah. Like, I just, mm-hmm. when everyone's doing something, I, I don't want to do it I don't want to do it. That's how I felt about... That's why I don't do trendy. Right. Like, Louis Vuitton Damier. I'm, I had that at 19. Once the whole world got up on it, I gave mine away. Because mm-hmm. I just couldn't be bothered. And it's not no shade, like I said, to people who like it. Right. But I just hate to be yeah, I got a rid clone. Of mine. So I got rid of mine, yeah, too. I, I just, had the white we got, Yeah, we got rid of it. Yeah, I, I just... I had the white. I couldn't deal with it. Everybody's um, getting the browns. I got white. And I couldn't I... deal with it. Like, there's a trend now. There's a bag <laughs> that Bella wants. Um, a Mark Jacobs tote bag, right? But every girl from 12 to 21 has it. Like, Oh, the brown you can't, the you brown can't, leather looking one? You can't, but there's one that's just a canvas bag. And it says uh-huh. the tote bag on it. it says oh, yeah, it. they have it in leather and, now. Yeah, they have it in leather as well. But she wants the canvas one. Yeah. And it's sold out. And I'm just kind of like, Bella, are you sure you want this bag? But I get that. Like, even though she's extremely unique like me with her style choices, mm-hmm. it's just a thing. It's one of it's those things. It's a because yeah, they have, the, they have, have the Christian Dior bag. That's the cloth. They have the mm-hmm. Hermes bag. That's mm-hmm. the cloth one now. Yeah. They have, you know, that's that's the... Tr- that's yeah, the, that's they the have thing a Louis, Louis one. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they all doing the cloth thing. It, it got very popular. And they all I like the to Christian Dior best out of all of them. If right. I, if I would have to pick one, I would cr- pick the Christian. Because yeah. you can also customize it and put your name on it instead of oh. the Christian Dior See me and I like Hermes. Yeah. Hermes is cute, but I don't really love the cloth. My favorite Hermes bag is actually, people would think it would be the Birkin, but my favorite Hermes bag is the Kelly. I like the Kelly. I don't and, like the Birkin at yeah. all. I mean, I don't, it's, it's awkward. You feel like it's awkward because it's the, so big? The, the Birkin? Yeah. I don't like because it doesn't really close. You have to keep flapping it open and flap, flapping it open <laughs> and flapping it up. The Kelly bag, too, you might have to do it, but it's. I think it's a more of put together, mm-hmm. a little more put together bag for myself. I, I like the Kelly the better. The Kelly bag. I like the Grace Kelly I like Kelly the Kelly bag. better. And I also, um... <laughs> I love the Evelyn bag, the crossbody, like mm-hmm, for an everyday mm-hmm, bag. Mm-hmm. You ever saw that one? Mm-mm. The Hermes leather. Oh. It's like a cowhide leather. It's like a um, um, calf skin, which is my favorite leather mm. for bags. So that's my favorite bag, but we digress. So mm-hmm. those are your favorite places for the 90s. Do you feel like... Um, let me think. I have to think more because I can't like really on the no, spot. No, those were good think. places. Those were good places. More. Bentley's, Bentley's. We gotta Google that, guys, and see. Maybe we could YouTube and see some old footage of. A Bentley's. lot of things happening there. That's what Mike Mike Tyson caught his case. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I, Were you there? I was with him. Oh my gosh. We would, you know. I, I never mind. Yeah, that's a story for another time. <laughs> My aunt, like I said, she's a legend. She's a Harlem legend. She's a New York legend. She What's knows back all your favorites. Huh? The what Evelyn. Is, oh, okay. Hermes Evelyn. You would like it. You would like the Hermes Evelyn. Um, but yeah, Mike Tyson. She knew Mike Tyson. She was close with Dougie Fresh and all of them. She was probably, like I said, that scene at Willie's Burgers in front of the in front of the Willie's Burgers <laughs> with the girls with all the furs 
paid in full, she was probably one of the girls with the... She was probably the girl sitting on the bench with the white fur. Maybe, right? I have Perhaps. That, I, 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 yeah, my... I don't, I didn't do white, the, that white fur. That was, that was beneath me, but the <laughs> silver, us. but the girl with the silver fox, maybe that one, with the natural silver fox, maybe. Yes, maybe. One of, you was one of them girls outside with the big old furs on. Um, that white fox was too common for me. Okay, excuse, squeeze us. But, but it's, it is cute them. though. It's cute. Do it's you common. feel like, speaking of that, like, do you feel like from your lens that the, um, like I said, like gentlemen, right? I, I learned from my father and from you you ladies in my life how a woman is supposed to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't subscribe to the idea that just because the year is different, that the treatment of me should be different from mm-hmm. a man, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I don't care what year it is. Mm-hmm. Chivalry's never dies over here, and the mm-hmm. standard remains the same. And if you do not know how to meet the standard, you need not apply. That's just me. Right. Can't speak for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on, like, the new age male that feels that they don't have to, like, pull out chairs, open doors, be chivalrous, um, pay for dates? Like, this is a new thing where they don't have to pay for dates. Like, what do you feel about that? I feel like they don't ever have to go out with me. (laughs) I mean, well, what do you feel about, what do you feel about, like, what do you feel that that is? a direct reflection of, like, them not having the proper male figures to show them the way, teach them the game? Like, what do you feel? Because I feel like your era was all about, like, mm-hmm. the more you can do for your lady, the more of a man you were. Right. That's the measure right. of a man. It's right. how you could take care of your woman, your family, mm-hmm. and how you could court her and treat her. And if one guy is not doing it, another guy going to be like, here, baby. You know what I mean? Like, to show him right. up. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like everybody wants, every man wants to be, a mooch, a freeloader, not every man, but, excuse me, not every man, but a lot of the new age thinking men mm-hmm. feel like they're the prize. Like, they're to right. be pursued. They're not... Right. So what, so what are you, what are your thoughts I, on it's, that? It's really hard to pick. I wish I, I wish I knew, but my thoughts on that would be that, one, I think that, um, I think that just a certain extent, I hate to even say it, but I think say men it. are mimicking what women are doing. Mm-hmm. And they are, they saw women doing it and getting ahead possibly <laughs> in that, you know, in quotes, getting ahead. Right. So now they're doing it. And to a certain extent, that is okay. Or it's it's working for, like, it, they're not having a problem doing that with some women. Right. So that's another reason why, because you, you keep women doing it. Women are accepting Because if somebody's right. accepting that, if you're doing that, and they accepting then you're going to continue to do it. Right. Because, I mean, you know, the, the definition is crazy. It's doing something and over and over getting and the same result. If people yes. were yelling at you saying, don't do that, you're not going to have, not going to happen, then it would probably stop. Or you're not getting anywhere doing that. It, you would probably stop if right. you're a thinking person. But so I'm thinking that, you know, the, I'll go back to what I to the beginning. I think men are seeing women doing it. So they're doing the mimicking women, which again could go back to what you had mentioned earlier. Not a, men, a lot of men in the house, maybe their whole household is women. So that's what they're seeing. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go yeah. that far right. or, 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 or some people just, you know, they just want to coast. They want mm-hmm. to coast, mm-hmm. so they're not trying Everybody's to put. The they're not trying out. to put in the work, yeah. so they just want to coast and do what's easy, what's mm-hmm. convenient, mm-hmm. and that includes men too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, that could be it. And I think this also this backlash, like oh, but against women in a way. I don't know what's happening with yeah. this world, but we this live in a woman hating world. But it's kind of like a they backlash women. towards women, where women are look 
at as gold diggers, as you know, crumb snatchers, whatever mm-hmm. the case you want to call them, mm-hmm. and this and that. I don't know why. Like it mm-hmm. seems like it's getting more and more prevalent. Yeah. Uh, women, yo, you know, you're you're, you're terrible. Like, you know, Adam and Eve all over again. Right. Like, Eve, you ate the apple. You're going to get, you're punished. Like, what is, right. is this what is women, that? this women bashing. Condemnation This women. women bashing right. going on right yeah. now. So I think it's a combination of all of those things. It's really uh, but unfavorable. It, but, it's, but it's really, I, I'm starting to really see that women bashing coming. Yeah. I mean, I, it probably, some people are probably saying it never went away, but it's like more, pre- it's more prevalent. I've never seen so many men, women haters in my life. Right. It's really just like an attack on women, I feel like. And I also feel like I'm like, it's so crazy. I always say um, um, there are a, a, a large portion, again, not all men, because I love my men, you know, who listen in my my luxury loves and my soft guy society. Love y'all. Um, but I do feel like there are some men in the world who love to sleep with women but don't like women right and there's a difference and the way that and the fact that they like to sleep with women and don't, don't like really women like women it, it tells you a lot about it right We're all in that one sentence right like you don't because really you like only me or would respect sleep with me. somebody and just bounce on them or not see them again or treat it like it's so flab not that every woman sitting there waiting for a man to be like be a husband because some women are down with that too they don't want to be with you either like that they just want you and <laughs> they want to do they got to right. do too but um yeah it's it's very it's very it's very very interesting and it's unsettling i feel like i would i like again i don't i come from the era after you but because i saw and Mm -hmm. and you guys were the example for me i operate i am described as often in my friend groups and just guys who've dated me as a modern traditional woman right because i'm modern in the sense that i believe in autonomy over 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 you know women's independence Mm -hmm. and all of those things Mm-hmm. But I'm also traditional in the sense of like what I believe, how a man should behave mm-hmm. and how I should engage with him and, and how the dynamic should go. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a combination mm-hmm. of the two. But I also feel like some people don't understand that two things could be true at the same time. Right. right. Like I can be hyper independent, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I should have to do everything alone. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Like I, I can I can I know how to do all the things. But there should never be a time where I have a partner and I'm doing all the things alone. My father once yeah. told me, once told me, if you, and this is when I was married, if you have to call me before your husband figures anything out in your household, you're, you don't have a husband. Right. You don't have a husband. Right. And it's not that I won't do it for you, but it's the principle. What is the point of having a partner, a life partner, a husband, mm-hmm. if you have to outsource? Right. right and right. vice versa. What's the point of having right. a wife or a partner or someone mm-hmm. to build with and to build a fruitful life with if you can't even depend on them to at least try to figure things out before you outsource, right? right. To to whoever else, or a loved one or someone else. So for me, that's just my that's just my lens on things. Like I want someone who is willing to try. They don't have to be perfect at everything, but I want someone who's willing to put in the efforts to build the life that we see for each other without assuming that someone else is going to, like you said, they could coast and someone else is going to pick up the slack. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I feel like I'm a modern traditional because there are certain expectations that I have because at the end of the day, I know what I bring to the table. And I can stand firm and know that I I know that I am a prize. I know that what I bring to the table is is not only what you need, want, and desire, but even more than that. Mm -hmm. So why would I short myself and not be with somebody who also brings something that could add value Mm because I know that I'm going to add value to the person if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. so I do feel like like I said I just growing up under you guys 
that's all I saw was chivalry. Like, I don't know anything. My uncles, my godfathers, mm-hmm. all, you know, like, I don't know anything but chivalry. And don't ever get used to anything but chivalry. That's what I'm saying. And I will not, never, <laughs> I would never subscribe to this, right. to, to, the, to the idea that I am not deserving of something because someone just can't measure up. Yeah, well, that's not my problem. That's it right there. He don't right. measure up. He's right. out of the that's, picture. Right. That's not my problem. He's not a contender. Right. Exactly. You need not apply to the university if you don't think that you will be able to take take the classes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So right. for me, it's just like, and I know that that is off-putting to some people, but it doesn't matter because I have to be true to myself. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Always. I can't do what's on trend because it suits everybody else's agenda because no, no, that no. doesn't fulfill and, me. And, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, at a certain age, like... Uh, that trendy stuff is for adolescents. Right. We're grown-ups. And it dissipates we're, we're, also. We're grown-ups. Right. We're not adolescents here. That's for kids. And it will fade as well. I'm about grown people. Right. And so, like, now the trend is, like, being in my soft girl ever like it. I know you're not on socials, but on social media, everybody's like, I want to be a soft girl. You know, I want to be, you know, I, I want a man who's, like, a leader. And I want to be able to, like, you know, coast and, like, you know, uh, be in my, my soft, my, excuse me, my soft girl energy. And I want to be able to, like allow myself self-care and to have, you know, moments where I can unpack and not have to be, like, in survival mode all the time. And I subscribe to that. Mm. But the funny thing about it is when I watch all these videos, I'm like, this is, like, again, everything that I've learned my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I came out of my mom like this because <laughs> this is literally right. the vibe from my grandmother on down. Like, this, it was never, my grandmother never subscribed to the survival life. Never no. subscribed to hardship, even when she was going no. through something. Right. My mother always told me, you don't have to look like what you're going through. Yeah, grandma, my, my mom my is cushioned. Gra- She's grandmother, pushing. mother, aunts mm-hmm. on down, like everybody always mm-hmm. had the mindset, no matter what was going on around them, that they deserved the best. And that's why they were able to eventually manifest mm-hmm. some sort of solace or some sort of life that mm-hmm. reflects what you guys know now as the soft girl era. And that's why I said, there's no such thing as a soft girl era. This is a soft girl life forever. Right. There's no era. It's, era, called, it's era, called womanhood. Right, right. Era, era implies that it's going to end. Correct. There's no end to it. You should right. always be in a space where you feel like that. Even when things are tough, you should always have the mindset that you are in, you are entitled and you are deserving of a life of seamlessness at some point. It doesn't have to be every day as gumdrops mm. and lollipops, but I mm. think that there's something to be said, like I said, about no matter what's going on, y'all are making sure, you know, like I said, y'all in the nail place. Y'all at the hair salon, y'all are enjoying your life. You guys always found beauty in the balance despite what was going on mm-hmm. around us. Nobody's saying life we was picture work, perfect we, we or always, easy. We got our education, we work right. hard. Right. So we work hard, we play hard. That's what I'm saying. You found the balance. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were all super smart. All like you said, all about education. You guys worked, you had your own money, you had your own things, but it didn't mean it didn't stop the men in your lives also from adding value to your lives. Just because you were already fly doesn't mean you can't add to it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean monetary things. That just means adding value to my life, alleviating my burdens, making sure that I'm safe, protected, and provided for, making sure that the simplest things, like I have a ride to the event, I have a ride back, you know, just the chivalry of it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just the chivalry of it all to me, I just feel like that's something that should never die. Mm-hmm. To me personally. It shouldn't. To it, me, it you know, like, I could, I, again, I could go on and on for days about this topic, but that's just me, and that's why I consider myself a modern traditional. I feel like everybody should do what works for them, mm-hmm. and the champagne I sprinkle doesn't make you tinkle, and driving in my lane, and looking, me driving in my lane, and looking in yours will cause me to crash. So I need to focus on right. me, you need to focus on you, everybody does what makes them happy, however, comma. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything wrong with every single woman in the world feeling like they are worthy of 
some sort of protection, some sort of alleviation of burdens, or someone who just checks in and cares enough to, to do the simplest things. Have you eaten today? Like, that's, right. it's free to ask if someone, right. how you doing? How was your day? How's everything going? Like, those, the, the things that women really want are free. Mm-hmm. Effort, consideration, concern, compassion. Those are free things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are, so for me, it's just kind of like, I like I said, I learned that from y'all. So any guy listening who's ever dated me or who's ever, um, you know, didn't make it to the end of Sinet Nicole University, blame my Titi right here and my mom and my grandmother <laughs> and my because they didn't, there was no settling. There was no settling. There was always reassertion of boundaries. There was always, you know, um, a, a cognizance of your worth. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why I have the Sinet Nicole T-shirt, same shameless plug, or SinetNicole.com that says, "No, when you know your worth, you don't give discounts." Because that's the vibe in my right. household. That's that it. was the vibe I grew up on. When you know your worth, you don't give discounts. No, we don't por, do that. For what? Porque. 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 Pero, pero why? Pero why? Porque why? <laughs> so we no yeah, need. We definitely break into Spanish in this family for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about. You said you told me a little bit about your style story earlier when you said like you know what your what your um, inspiration is for your particular personal style. Mm-hmm. But I always ask all of my um, all of all of my guests as well as like my clients when I style them, what is your style story? So what would be the Auntie Shani Lashon? <laughs> um, what would be your style story in like a sentence? If you can tell it. My style story. Yeah, like what does your visual appearance say? In a sense. Okay, my style story says intelligent. Yes. Thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you could be risque when it's when the situation calls. Conservative for it. only only that only to mean that um, it's a classicness to it, mm-hmm. and I'll say that like a classicness to it. Um, but again, like I tell you, 40s, 1940s during the day, mm-hmm. at night, it's the Roaring Twenties. So Roaring Twenties, right. you already know, it, it was they had the, the swoops down to the back. Okay. The, the, you know, the backs were out, the, the sequins all the way down, and mm-hmm. the, the, the sequins, uh, uh, what do you call it, fishtails dragging on the floor. Okay. And so, you know, in that way, that to me is conservative to me. Right. I mean, you know, it's not. That's completely conservative. But... Um, so my style will be my style will be uh, like I, I would call it just classy chic, just classy, cla- classy chic. chic, a classy like chic that. style. Um, but definitely classic, thoughtful, um, sturdy. Like I, I don't know if, where that word comes from, but that just came to head. No, it's your like style sturdy, style. like like a sturdy vibe. Like, yeah, I'm regiment. Right. Um, you can see that I'm regiment in some sort of way, but also yet. How do you say? A little fun lovingness in there, a little fun lo- fun lovingness in there. You you can kind of see that. You can try to see that coming through because I would have on the nice cashmere turtleneck, the nice flowy pants, you know, structured, uh, the nice uh, Chanel flats and the jacket. Yes. And then, and then I and then I would have on like a cute maybe a cute hat that you know that's like a cute uh, what do you call it brimmed hat or something. Maybe with a flare of something that you wouldn't expect, like a feather or something. So a little whimsical, I would say, a little whimsical in there, whimsicalness. Not yeah. too much, but a little bit, a little, a little something that lets you see that I'm not all serious. I love that. 
I think that you do have a sprinkle and a flair and the element of surprise in a lot of your mm-hmm. looks. For mm-hmm. me personally, mm-hmm. that's how I see it. I do see it as like chic, timeless, and all the things, and and an occasion, and, and often consistently conservative, but also you have a flair for the element of surprise for sure. <laughs> you don't know, especially on at, in a, at a night event. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, we don't know what we're gonna get. Right. You know, so uh, I love that. And I'm I am not mostly trendy with that, but risque. Like risque, I do. yeah. Because it'll be up to the neck and the front, and then I turn around and there's no back. Like right, you don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Or it's or plunge in the front, but then I turn around and it's it's a gown down to my ankles. Like it's I feel like that's a Gemini in you. Yeah. Like that's where it shines <laughs> at nighttime. Nightlife <laughs> is where the Gemini comes through for sure. Uh-huh. I definitely um could appreciate that and I like I said, I love the uniqueness of all of my family members and their style and their choices and I've you know been able to see and learn from everyone and appreciate everyone's unique ability to express themselves visually and I I feel like I feel like you have I probably have to have you come back again like I said because you have like so many stories so many cool things so many amazingly funny like ah moments you know not just in fashion but just in general like your overall journey has been so profound I'm so um just so like so proud of you i'm just so thankful to have you as my aunt oh thank you thank you i'm so proud to have you as my aunt (laughs) one of my best friends my biggest cheerleaders and just someone that always stands in the gap you know for my mom and for for my dad and just you know knowing that i you know you know like it's a very life could be a gaping hole without your parents and just to know that i have somebody standing in the gap I will forever be appreciative, you know. Auntie uh, Bestie vibes, you know. You oh, always, you're so you sweet. You get me, you understand me, you don't judge. You just, you know, you just continue to champion me and your vibe is always genuine. And just because your blood doesn't mean that the, gen, you know, that genuine energy will resonate. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's beyond blood for me because I have a lot of people in my life that I love all my family and we're blood, just not as close. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this is beyond that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you always just go above and beyond to continue to to let me know that I'm that I'm moving in the spirit of where I need to be in life. Yes. And you constantly champion me and you constantly continue to 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 push me f- and propel me forward into where I need to be. Like you are definitely the world's greatest cheerleader oh, besides Bella thank Rose. You. And I love you to pieces. You're definitely a role model for not just uh, your daughter and all of the rest of our family, Aww. but even for for us, the the, el- the elders, because you're such so, such a strong person and you persevere and you're intelligent. You just you just have you just have it all together. And we're very also proud of you. And I am blessed to pieces to have you in my life. Oh, and my do- my um so I'm your bonus mom. <laughs> and uh, I'm blessed to pieces to have you in your life. You're such a sweet and loving person. Um, aside from all that fashion you give us <laughs> and that style and all of that. You're just a wonderful, wonderful person. And God bless you. Mm, thank you God so much, God bless Fifi. you already. And he's going to continue to bless Amen. you. Amen. He's going to bless all of us. He's going <laughs> to continue to bless, cover, and keep us and bring us into abundance because we deserve it. We definitely deserve it. I definitely want to get, like, before you go, I want to get your top five most stylish cities. It could be in the U.S. or outside. Okay. Number one, Milan. Milan. Number, number two, um, I don't have to. I, hmm, well, it's a tie. Well, Milan, Italy. Yeah, Milan, Italy. I, okay, I can go with Paris, France. Okay. Um, where else I'm gonna go? I want to go with Sp- so Spain. 
Spain. I'm getting Spain in there. And um, I'm going to go with Dubai. Ooh, I like that one. And um, the last one, I'm going to go with somewhere tropical. Let's see. Maybe <laughs> somewhere the Se- tropical. Maybe the Seychelles Islands. I don't know. That's just, the, that's just the island, so it's not really... That's just the island. People are, don't, don't really do fashion there. They don't wear many clothes. They do do fashion there because it's like upstairs, St. Bart's of the... Right. Of, of the, of the, uh, in, in well, the we o- know. Listen, again, like I told you, my aunt is... Um, top tier she's been all around the world and st bart's in summer and you know um hamptons right before the fall hits she's that girl she is that girl and like i said we could name drop all day if we really wanted to but she's she's just not that person and also um extremely um just demure in that way (laughs) but yeah she's all your favorite celebrities rappers whoever from you know, the 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> she knew them. They probably tried to talk to her and she probably dubbed them. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the only person that I feel like, and I know you're like, oh my God, that I feel like you should have actually talked to out of all the celebrities that have tried to date you, I feel like the person that you should have talked to was Idris Elba. <laughs> I know, I'm such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, my aunt, I guess she could tell you real quick, she... Were you at a party and you met him? Oh, yeah. We were at a party, a loft party downtown. This is around the wire time. And um, I saw him. He saw me. We both looked at each other. Locked and eyes. And locked eyes. <laughs> and then he stood there. I got, I was getting up. So I was getting up, walking that way. Anyway, I saw him. I just like stopped. Uh-huh. He stopped. And then we locked eyes and he smiled and laughed. And then I, and then I, <laughs> I went and sat back down. But then I got back up and then we started talking. We, we talked briefly, and, um, yeah, we didn't exchange numbers or anything like that. But you could have. But we could have. We could have. He, he was waiting for me right, to. Right, and you just didn't bite. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I got, I got, uh, stage struck. I don't know why. I'm starstruck. I don't know why. I worked at the Apollo for many years. I it, saw nothing but celebrities all, all, oh all the time. Oh, my God. We just spent a whole hour, and we didn't even talk about your work at the Apollo in <laughs> part two. Yeah, I saw you. all the celebrities, and I was not starstruck. I don't know what, well, I guess because I was kind of a uh, low-key uh, man crushing on him, so. Yeah. But I just feel like, first of all, you also dated celebrities. We won't get into that if you don't right. want to. But that's the thing. I don't think that you can be starstruck when yeah. you. I guess. I guess and... maybe I just didn't want to. Maybe I knew. Yeah. Maybe I some, don't know. Maybe something just stopped me. I don't. Know. I don't know. That but was he a... was. He was with um, the guy Weebay that uh-huh. was from the Y, and he was dating my friend Keisha already. Oh, at the time she wasn't there, but she he was dating her. So I already had known him. Uh, met him so and they were together so I don't know why. Was that the same night that you were with Vin Diesel? Oh no. No, that was in Miami a Star. Oh my that, God, that guys, was Star we have to Island. do part two. That was Star, Star Island, Island, which is like you already know the vibes. If you know Miami, you know Star Island is where it all goes down. But yeah, like I said, you could pick anybody who was at the top of their game and. They either tried to date my aunt or maybe have taken my aunt on a date and she just dubbed them later on, you know, um, and just tossed them by the wayside. I didn't do it like... A man-eater. I, I didn't, right. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out for shoot you off. I didn't mean to be. I just was like very, um, how do you say, no nonsense. I'm a little more diplomatic now. Like, oh, you know, before I was like, no, thank you. Right. Keep it moving. Doop, doop, doop. Yeah. No, thanks. Good. Cared, I'm good. She cared not. She cared right. not. Right. Garcon. Garcon. But Get again, my bag. Garcon. But again, Get my bag. that's when you when you know your worth. 
Mm-hmm. Don't give discounts. Again, you can find that shirt at synetnicole.com. Re-release next week. Um, and also, when you come from, you know, like I said, from a foundation of just knowing that you are the prize, celebrity means nothing. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, there are people just like we are people. and right. you know, So just because we're famous... You know, doesn't mean they're a nice person or a good person. Right. It just or, means that they're famous. Or a famous. person worthy of you. Right, a person all. worthy of me. So, but I, that's why when I, the Idris Elba thing, I think, I don't know what happened because I we did we did eventually talk and everything and it, it was very cordial and everything. And he, I mean, he, but usually stars and it's a loft party. It was like, nah, it was it's just someone's house. So usually they, usually yeah. they come and look around and leave. He, he lingered around for mm-hmm. a little while and then we wound up reconnecting back upstairs on, on, on upstairs and my other girlfriends were, um, we're uh, talking with him and his friends when we went upstairs, and when we before we left, he hugged me. Aww, oh, I love that. Yeah. Ah, at least you got to hug him. Yeah, I was like, like two minutes away from getting over here. <laughs> right, get yours. Get your right. <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 a fine specimen for sure. But like you said, it could have just been timing because maybe he was an asshole back then maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't maybe an he asshole. wasn't the type of guy that he, he is might have now. been with yeah. a, in a relationship i yeah. don't know i didn't ask he might have been because yeah. when we went back upstairs he was with a female yeah. and some other some his guy you know the guy that i saw him with and some other guys but the female uh she was not hugged up on him but they were standing next to each other pretty close so yeah. i don't know yeah. but that doesn't mean anything because he didn't try to talk to me now since we just talked mm-hmm. so you know i don't know so, well shout out to Idris. we love him we yes. love his artistry he's done amazing things since the wire and now um, he makes me want to go to bookings.com <laughs> for sure but thank you so much titi for joining me today on another amazing episode of Saint Nicole Food, the podcast. This is definitely going down in the history books as one of my favorite episodes, just chopping it up with you. We do this all the time. I have a million and one stories that she's told me, a million and one stories that we could share if she was willing to come back and join us Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Um, and tell us some true Harlem stories, true Hollywood stories, true St. Bart stories, Star Travel, Island stories, yes, London stories, girl. Paris stories, Woo! Milan, Italy. She's been everywhere. The Mike Tyson fights. Oh, oh yes, we need to hear the Mike Tyson stories because we've heard a lot of them, but... At the boxing in Vegas? Oh, chow. I could only imagine. But definitely... That's old school, um, but it's fun. You have to come back and join us um, again, for sure. I appreciate my Sinet Nicole Style Squad, Soft Girl Society, um, and Guy Society, Luxury Loves, for always tapping in, tuning in, and turning on Sinet Nicole Approved, the podcast, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on 92.6 The Spot. Please download the 92.6 The Spot app if you haven't done so already because when you know better, you do better and everybody who listens to me knows better. Check out me and my other radio um, compadres um, and their respective schedules and shows as well and the replays on Spotify. Replays will also be on iHeartMedia and Apple Music in another week or so and visual episodes will be up on YouTube as soon as my team gets to them. So bear with me, guys. Remember to have a top tier week and a top tier day keep your standards just as high as these egg prices and remember when you know you're worth you don't give discounts and driving in your lane and looking at somebody else's will only cause you to crash the champagne that you sprinkle doesn't make anyone else tinkle so please 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 tap into you and you only i love you guys for real for free and the long way and as always i will catch you next time Ciao.